You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. episode number 624. Each lead costs money, so we need to make sure we service it correctly. So that's when I'm in Podio, like I'm just like, do we call this person? Do we call this person? What are, like, did we call this person? And so that's how we make sure like we stay on top of the leads. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. What's up, Rhino Tribe? This is Lauren Hardy, and you are listening to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Today, I am so stoked because I have a couple of my students, my coaching program that are absolutely crushing it right now. I am so excited to have Shane and Keenan on the show. Guys, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. I'm excited to have you guys. So tell me, where are you from? Where do you live right now? I'm from California. I live in Reno Valley, California. We do, our business is virtually ran out of Florida though. You live in Moreno Valley? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, Shane, are you from Reno Valley as well? Uh, I used to live in California. I moved out. So I moved out to Florida. So I've been out here a year. Yeah. Wow. So I'm able to get to these properties and take pictures and meet the sellers. Like oh, that. okay. So you're the boots on ground. Right. I get it. Well, okay. That's awesome. Um, So I didn't know you guys are like super... Quiet. I would say you guys just take the information and run with it. And I hadn't heard, you know, that much from you guys. And then all of a sudden I got a text that you guys are killing it. So since you guys joined my program, I, and when did you guys, let's tell everybody, when did you guys join the coaching program? Um, I joined the coaching program in the beginning of August or like probably middle of August, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah. And since then, as of today, what have you closed total in fees that you we've, guys have made? We've closed uh, 74000 in fees in, in four deals. Woo! $74,000 in like maybe four or five months. That's crazy. I mean, for some people, that's a salary that they make the whole year. And you guys just got started <laughs> with wholesaling. Yeah. yeah. So I always say that you're going to take my coaching program for in maybe for a month, you're kind of getting set up and you're watching the, the videos and you're, you know, you're getting comfortable with the systems and whatnot, right? The next yeah. month you start taking action and, and it's not, you're not all the way in it because you're still figuring it out. But I like to say that today's leads are three months from now's deals. So you should be at this point now where contracts are coming in more regularly, your pipeline's yeah. grown. And so you've got this nice trickle of, deals closing and then contracts following it. So I love talking to people in this place because you've probably learned so much in the last four months. And I'm so interested to pick your brains on just what, you know, what have you learned since then? So I'll start with Shane. First, explain how do you guys know each other and how are you guys working together? Uh, We're like, we're like brothers. His mother knows my mother. And uh, we were like friends when we were like, five to 10. And we still talk to each other then and we stay in contact. That's it. That's awesome. So you guys both just kind of heard about wholesaling and decided to get into it. I think that's more Keenan. He, uh, he drug me. (laughs) 
<laughs> like, uh, hey, Dane, let's wholesale some homes. I was like, what? Like, yeah, what is wholesaling? <laughs> what is wholesaling? Okay. And just, uh, just knowing business myself, doing, I think this is my fourth company running. So I said, okay, it's another business. Let's do it. You know, and Keenan's super smart with the computer. You know, I'm more the acquisition. I, I talk to people. And so Keenan just drugged me in and here we are. I love it. So you guys each have your own role. So what does Keenan do for the business? I'm the lead. So so making sure that they have leads. So I'll upload the texting, pulling the list and stuff like that. So it's, it starts with me and then it goes to Shane and he runs like even like the cold callers. He's blasting out the text. He's filtering the leads. He's calling the seller. And once he locks it up, I'll send the contract. They'll sign it. It comes back to me and I'll dispo it. And he goes oh. and takes the pictures so it's like a system. It works rather great. <laughs> so you guys have, so you, each of you have the well-defined roles in yeah, the business. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like you're more marketing. And then when it goes to lead generation, it goes to Shane. And yeah. uh, who's doing acquisitions? Shane? Yeah. I'm so doing you're that. talking to the sellers. You're doing the acquisitions. Once you lock it up, then dispositions goes back to Keenan. Yeah. yeah. And that right. makes sense because if you think about it and like everybody wants to go straight to scaling, but you really can't, you've got to start, you know, where every, you're doing all the things and then you start piecing out the things and you figure out which things make sense to group together. And marketing and disposition are what makes sense as a business owner myself. So I still do my marketing. And if I didn't have someone in dispositions, I would be doing dispositions. Like that does make sense. So the way you're doing it is probably how I would do it because it makes sense because the, the dispositions, there's you utilize a lot of the same tools you use for marketing. So you're probably using PropStream and finding buyers, right? Yeah, honestly, like for buyers, we Facebook market, like you said, Facebook marketplace, Craigslist, and then just the organic buyers list that we've built up. But um, I did use like cash buyers plus we haven't got a chance to like use that to see if it like I just bought a huge list. You know how it gives you like a huge list to like the whole state buyer. So we're going to try that on the next ones to dispo. And then JV, like that's the one question I think I asked, like, do you use a JV contract? And you were like, no, but if, like you'll just let them see if they can bring a buyer. And then so that similar to that. So, I mean, between all those methods, like if it's a deal, you should be able to sell it. Right, right. That makes sense. And then as far as like lead generation acquisition, those are very front end of the business. And I usually kind of lump those together. And when you get to a place, I like to break them up and have somebody in charge of lead generation, somebody in charge of acquisitions. When you get there, you know, when you're, you feel comfortable doing that. So I think I would do it the same way you guys are doing it. So that's really cool. So you guys have crushed it. What are some things you've learned along the way of just, you know, quarter one of getting started in this business? I can tell you one thing I learned is uh, a bad deal is a no deal. We've definitely had some bad deals where luckily they went through, but I think we're like still getting from like the people talking to us about the deal. So if you structure it right, where you're letting the seller know what's going on, letting the seller know it's investors like ourselves and others that um, you know potentially will purchase the property, they know what's going on. Kind of keep them in the dark. It'll come back to haunt you. You know. Oh so, yes, definitely, definitely, one hundred percent. I am all about you know just being honest with the seller and telling them exactly what is happening. 
So that's why like in my script, in the coaching program, I have a script and like script number one is everything I say. And a lot of people can't believe that I say that those things that I tell them exactly what we do. This is who we are, what we do. I say, sometimes we assign contracts to other investors because we have a huge buyer's list that buys only off market properties. I'm also a buyer. Like I, you know, we've got cash, we can buy homes too. So some stuff we keep for our own portfolio, some things we sell out to other investors. And I think that the best thing a wholesaler can do, and it sounds like you guys had already done that, is make sure you have the cash to be able to close. So it doesn't have to be your cash. Okay. Like it doesn't have to be like, you know, I, I wasn't born into a wealthy family, like, but there is tons of hard money lenders out there. There are a dime a dozen. You could probably just Google hard money lender in the city you're in and you'll find one and they lend on these types of deals. So, you know, give them a call, take a week to find hard money lenders and maybe some private money lenders as well. Friends, rich uncles, family members, whatever. So you have that ability to close on homes um, because now you're going into the negotiation in an honest place. I think a lot of wholesalers, when they're newer, they're not really coming at it from an honest place of, oh yeah, I buy houses. Like all their advertising says, we buy houses. But then... Right. They don't actually buy houses. They never, never bought a house. It is to run a property at all. Right. One, one of our um, hard money lenders and one of our partners we got from a JV deal, he said he was going to purchase the property. He talked to Keenan because Keenan was dispoing him. Over the phone, he was just was like a very motivated guy. And Keenan was like, hey, Shane, you should talk to this man. You know, he sounds like he could help us out. Come to find out, him and I are still friends, and now we have partnered on uh, doing deals. He has rental properties, and anything that we come across, he says, he's like, Shane Keenan, like, send it to me first, please, because I'll take it, you know? Okay, you know? And so we just now in this business, and you're, you're building rapport with people, you're, you're actually building, you know, friendships with people, because just like, you know, being acquisition, and I talk to people on the phone. I'm on the phone with them for 45 minutes, you know, <laughs> knowing about their lives, knowing about what's going on in the property, their kids, you know, who's in the property. Why can't they keep the property? Why won't they get rid of it? There's, there's a story and everything. So it's just, it's, you know, that time it takes, you build a relationship, you build a relationship with another investor. And, you know, it's just, it kind of snowball effects, makes it like a big company, which we are getting bigger. We have hired three VAs and then one of our, we did a JD deal. I did a uh, bandit sign and the guy called me on the bandit sign and, and we did that deal. And that was the deal that fell through, but it was such a low assignment fee, but he believed in us. And so now he's, um, I actually, I just got off the phone with him because I'm training him how to do acquisitions. I, we have so many leads now where it's like, I'm behind. Um, <laughs> yeah, you need it. You need I'm some help. Like, yeah. Now these VAs that we have been training, I tell them like, Hey, you're going to be doing some text messaging pretty soon. So yeah, it's just, it's just growing and we're having fun at it. I love your abundance mindset. I hear so many times over and over again that there's too much competition. There's not enough deals. There's not enough houses. And that's simply not true. And if you go into your day thinking that like, none of these leads are motivated. If you go into your day thinking that, that lead won't be motivated to you. 
and you will throw away, which is what probably is a lead. If you have that negative mindset, every lead you talk to is not going to sound motivated to you. So I think that you said too is is the follow up. Like most new wholesome, they think they're just going to lock it up. Like the first time you talk to that person, like every single one of our deals, like we probably talked to them November and it wasn't getting locked up till like December or like you know what I mean. But it's like we're calling them every week though. Like like we our follow up game, we try to keep it as strong as possible because I treat. Every lead, just like you put in your in your company thing, every lead is gold. So like that's how we train our team. Each lead costs money. So we need to make sure we service it correctly. So that's when I'm in Podio, like I'm just like, did we call this person? Did we call this person? What did, like did we call this person? And so that's how we make sure like we stay on top of the leads. So let's break that down because I like to give practical advice to whoever is listening. So let's talk about your sales funnel management. So a lead comes in. You got, what are some rules in the sales funnel? Like new fresh lead comes in, now what? Well, okay, so like a text lead or a cold call? Because text lead, by the time it makes it into the CRM, like it's actually like a lot hotter than like a cold call lead that one of our VAs might've shot in that might, they want market price or like, you okay. know, so if we're just doing a text lead, like if a text lead actually gets it put it to Podio, like that means that like we actually like talk to this person, like there's some sort of motivation. And uh, so say they're like, okay, um, can you call us in two weeks or something like that? We're really going to call them in one week. So like whatever the timeline is, like we slice it in half. You tell me three months, we're talking to you. Realistically, Shane's calling you in three weeks. <laughs> I love, that's funny. Okay, I like that. <laughs> but so that's what I tell them. Like, yeah, whatever the timeline is. And then so like because it's like our CRM, we're still just trying to grow it. Like, like I know you probably is like two to three months if they can't sell their our lead. For ours is if they can sell within six months, we'll put them in. Okay. But I know when I was reading yours, I think yours said like th- two to three months or something like I, that. You know, I go back and forth with it all the okay. time. Okay. Sometimes I'm like three months, sometimes I'm six months. I haven't, I still not really stuck with it. It depends how desperate we are for leads. So like if we're kind of going through like a slow phase, then we're like six mm-hmm. months, whatever, submit them in. If they say yes, just if they raise their hand, they're in as a lead. So yeah, say, say that lead gets called in. We have to stay on top, like the podio little things, like contacted, call attempt, stuff like that. Because say you might try and touch that lead three weeks from now, they don't answer. If you're not clicking those correctly, it just gets swallowed into all the rest of the the leads. So like, it just looks like names. Once you get to like 200, it's just names. And then you get floating leads. We call it floating leads where you forgot to put a lead status to them and they're just floating around. Exactly. So we've had to, in the last like two weeks, we had to like really tighten that up, like really focus on, on like lead statuses and stuff like that. Have you seen my lead statuses in the coaching program? So it's in the, in the file section, the guys is just random off topic, but in the file section, I do have that available. I have my operations manual. My operations manual goes through all the lead statuses and what they mean. Yeah. So just create more lead statuses because that we found the same thing. So with sales funnel management, you get where you have these different categories of a lead and like where they are, where you are in the process with them. So it's so easy if you don't have enough lead statuses, like you start losing people and losing track or you don't want 15 different types of lead statuses, but only having three is not quite enough either. So like when I first got started, this was before I even knew what a CRM was. I had three folders and like, it was so ghetto. It was like three folders and I had these little lead sheets that I printed out. And this is when I had a full-time job. So I would do this on my lunch break. I would go to this drive 
to this park that was by my office and I would make my seller call so like nobody can hear me. And I would just write down the information just like you do in Podio. And then I would take the piece of paper and file them in different folders depending on, did this lead need an offer? Like houses I need a comp. And then it was like, these ones have, I need to either make an offer or I've made an offer and I'm kind of following up. And like the other ones, like lead status, I think was just follow-ups or something. It was so ridiculous. And then you start figuring out that you need different categories. Like they came in as a lead. I called them, but they're kind of ghosting me. Where do you put that? There's oh, yeah, a, we have like a ghost tab. A ghost tab, right? So then you have a ghost tab and then the you worst keep... is when you send them a contract and they ghost you. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we came up with, you know, and this is years of trial and error that we came up with these lead statuses. So if it helps cut your learning curve or just kind of gives you some hard rules, because sometimes you just need someone to give you hard rules. So you mm-hmm. stop slicing and dicing it in your brain. Just check out the way we do it for now. Okay. <laughs> Go with that. I'll, I'll look into that. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's awesome. You guys are doing really well. I mean, I'm very, very impressed to be up to seven, almost $75,000, you know, in a few short months is very, very incredible. It it is not, I mean, it really, not everybody could do that. So I got to give it to you guys. Like you guys have what it takes. It's really cool. What did you guys do before wholesaling? Previously, I was, um, had my own transportation company, had a car hauler. So I'd pick up cars from dealerships, private owners, and um, take them to auctions, dealerships, you know, Mercedes, BMW, all that. Private for that, I was uh, in the food business, um, had my own catering truck, did that. Yep, it sold uh, bomb fries and ice cream. I was out there where you were, Lauren, out in the Irvine. You're in Irvine, correct? Yeah, I live like I live in like Tustin Ranch area on the border of Tustin Ranch and Irvine. Okay. Yep. Uh, I did a, a bunch of farmers markets out there, uh, big carnival events. Um, that was fun. And then before that, I did personal training. Personal train. You know, uh, clients had fifteen, twenty people at a park at one time. You know, getting their fitness together. You know, for that, uh, Coca Cola in the military. So. Oh wow. Okay. So you've got a long line of like solo hustles. Yeah. Entrepreneurial hustles before you got into this. So this made sense. What about you, Keenan? Um, so before this, uh, well, I actually, I still work my nine to five. I work for Esri. It's a GIS tech company here in Redlands or nearby in Redlands. And uh, before that, I mean, I've, I've worked um, for Amazon as a supply chain manager, target management, so just various management roles. And then first crack at business was uh, Airbnbs. I had a couple properties and uh, the Airbnb host, a couple properties in San Diego. Um, but that got hit super hard at the beginning of the year uh, by COVID. So then I just, I was like, I want to do something else. And that's why I started the wholesaling. Wow. Wow. That's so. really, I mean, that's cool. So you work nine to five and you're still able to do this. So how many hours would you say you uh, guys work on this wholesaling business a week? I couldn't do it without Shane 100%. And I, like, as you hear, he has inspired me for business. Years ago when Shane already had his first businesses, like I would go with him, like whether it's Bond Fries or when he had his transport business you know, out here, like ride along with him, like for a whole 16 hour day, like just talking and stuff like that. So like, he kind of like inspired me for sure. Like, like knowing that you can start your own business, it's possible you can live with the business and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I would say I work a lot, mainly in the morning is when, cause luckily Florida's three hours ahead. So right. in the morning is when most of my stuff gets done. 
And then unless they're telling me like a contract is locked up or something like that, then I, I really don't have to do much. Um, right. And that's what I think, you know, a lot of people are surprised by that. You don't really have to work full time to still be in this. Well, if you have a partner, business. it's easier. If you have a right. partner. Yeah. Right. If you're a one man wrecking crew. I, I don't know. I can't. <laughs> full time job for sure. Yeah, it can be. <laughs> it can. And it can. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, I mean, I've seen some people that say they only work maybe 20 hours a week, you know, in it. I know I got started. I didn't work full time. I didn't really work full time at this business. Actually, I can't honestly say I've ever worked full-time in this business because then I started scaling (laughs) before I had to. So as soon as it got to like 20 hours a week, I was like, I got to hire someone. (laughs) So that's kind of how I always did it. But that's because I had two kids. So first I started with a full-time job and Mm -hmm. I had a uh, one-year-old and I had a baby on the way. So I was like, all right, got to figure out how to do this. But like, I can't do everything. So I knew scaling was where I had to go. And that's how I, you know, and I just, it was an organic process of every year, just kind of hiring a couple more people or one more person or, you know, to fill different roles. So that way I wasn't tied to the business. So I have time freedom, which was very important for me. Um, some people are all money focused and financial freedoms, their thing. And they are less willing to scale or hire out. They'd rather do it themselves to make more money. And that's fine too. Uh, that's the beautiful thing about this business is it gives you options. I think that's the beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur is you can decide, make that decision for yourself. For me, it was time freedom because I'm a mom, you know, single mom. And I have, you know, I want to be there for my kids in a way, you know, that working a full-time job would have been difficult. So yeah, so I've got the time freedom thing. I love it. It's an amazing thing that you can, you know, you have that choice in this business. Yeah, I think the, um, the time that I put into any of my businesses, it's just like um, you work overtime. And when you, a nine to five, and you get overtime, you get the extra money, you know? So I say, well, I'm working my eight hours and then I'm going to work overtime because I want to make that money. And then sometimes I work double time because I've, you know, been in the military. Anybody knows that you, you work, you know, 18 hours a day. So, hey, I'm, I'm used to it. So, it's more of once uh, the time stops from the sellers because we call between, I would say, nine to seven, nine to six. And after that, it's more like getting the leads transported into Podio and getting our, you know, the schedule for tomorrow, getting the game plan and who we talk to and um, just reviewing notes. And then Keenan and I just kind of share what, you know, we learned that day for myself because um, I know Keenan, he's working, he has his job. So for myself, I just like to, um, when I present to Keenan, he's just like, hey, all, all you need to do is just uh, send a contract and dispo and, you know, that's it. So, yeah, you can put 20 hours into it like you've done and that's awesome. Just for us, I, I like to work, you know, I, I like to talk to sellers, you know, I'm, I'm that person that's just like, hey, you know, what's going on? If they're willing to speak, you know, and conversate, then yeah, sure. Then the day goes so long, you know, you're 45 minutes, one seller, then 45 minutes, and they're like, oh, the day's over with. But yeah, just the time in, it's all up to the individual. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, it sounds like, Shane, you're a little bit further on in your entrepreneur journey. And Keenan, you're saying Shane kind of influenced you and inspired you to be self-employed. 
Yeah, yeah if, I, if I never met Shane, I probably would never have started even like my first business. Like, it w- I wouldn't even have made it that far. <laughs> it just, it, Thanks, brother. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that, like, you know, because it's a mindset thing. And, you know, I think about every once in a while, I think about, you know, what if I kept working my full time corporate job and I just went down that path? Because sometimes that seems more comfortable is having a job or having the ability to have a job. Like, I, I think, like, well, what if, for some reason, I can't do real estate anymore. And what would I do? Like, I can't really get a job. I've been so out of the job market. Like, I, I don't even know what job I would apply for. What would I do? But it always occurs to me, wait, Lauren, you know how to make money for yourself. You know how to create money. Like, you know how to print it. It's not me begging somebody for a job and begging for a promotion and you know, relying on office politics to getting a raise, I have the tool to print money. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the thing. If you can just change your mindset and realize that you could always lose your job. You can get fired from your job. People get so scared about being an entrepreneur because they're like, well, what if my business goes under? Yeah. What if yeah. you get fired? What if yeah. you get laid off? Because I think of we all seen this last year. Yeah. Right? What if you get laid off from COVID? You know, it's actually like those people that they don't know how to make money for themselves. So now they're stuck in an economy that's maybe a little depressed because of what's going on. And the people that are in my crowd, our crowd, they're not really crying right now because they know how to make money. Maybe they have to turn it up a little bit and work overtime which, you know, we're not afraid of hard work as entrepreneurs, but we have that ability. We have that mindset. We have the tools. We have the machine to print money. So it's, I think it's really cool. And I think you got your partnership and your friendship is really, really cool to watch. I think, you know, like uh, I'll sometimes get down on myself for um, just uh, sellers calling, you know, when we first started, it was just like, dude, we're not going to make it. And I was, it was at the point where I think we had been three months, about two months in, I had stopped transporting. I had, and just kind of an act of God and I had got into a um, accident where it was a solo accident and it's just, my load was too high and my truck and trailer tipped over. Insurance covered everything. You know, I, I tore my shoulder. So I was sitting down. That's when Keeney pr- proposed the wholesaling. I was like, okay, cool. Let's work from home. Just, it was starting to get hard. You know, we were learning and I told him, I think it was, it was like literally that exact week. Day. Yeah. The exact <laughs> day. You were supposed to start <laughs> a day. job. That the day. Exact day that, our first I was deal talking, went through. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to a, one of my, one of my partners that I did um, repos with and he goes, Hey man, like I got this position for you to repo vehicles now. Yeah. I, I see that you can. You know, you drive a trailer and drive a truck. So come, you know, repo with me. And I was holding off. And I think I was just like, hey, Keenan, if this contract, if this deal doesn't go through, I'm going to go work. I'm going to work for somebody because I have to start making money. You know, I have to start bringing it in. I can't just sit here and think it's going to happen. And lo and behold, I mean, it was like, damn, they signed and we did <laughs> and Oh my gosh, like, all right, now we're full-fledged. So it was almost to a breaking point. And I think for any entrepreneur or a business owner, you know, you get to that point where you're like, it's not going to happen. You know, you're putting your time and effort into it. You're, um, you know, your blood, sweat and tears. You're like, I'm doing everything I need to, but where's it at? Like, what's happening? 
but then it's like I don't know it it just happens it just happens you know I, yeah. it, it won't happen you know it will happen and that's why I tell everybody just give it some time and it will happen that that leap of faith that people are like oh I'm not going to leave my job because you know um, and security well if you're secure in yourself you know secure and uh, knowing you have people supporting you going through your your business venture then you're going to make it you're going to make it and you I luck to have Keenan to I was on the phone and I was like man we he's like Shane you sound good on the phone Shane they like you Shane keep going all right Keenan all right and uh <laughs> <laughs> with him, with him, uh, encouraging me and just telling me, you know, when it comes to this, it's it's a numbers game. You know, it's literally a numbers game. You you see a Zillow price at a hundred thousand. You know, you need it at sixty five thousand. Like it's a number game, and you kind of run it through the seller. Like, hey, you know, this is this is where the the cost is coming from. You know, and they kind of understand and like, oh, it's too low, or um, okay, maybe listening to other people. Um, so many times that you kind of get used to like making these offers and you kind of get used to, you know, get these doors shut in your face. Like, uh, <laughs> doesn't hurt as bad, right? <laughs> I, for a while, for a while, I was like, Keenan, I'm getting a bat in the face. Like I'm getting a call and they're like, the first you. week of cold calling, the first yeah. week of cold calling, you were like, bro, I don't know if I can do this. Like I'm reevaluating my whole life. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard, but then after a while, it doesn't enact that so fight or flight. Yeah. yeah, it does. You build that thick skin. Yeah, yeah, you build that thick skin, and so then you know you're like, ah, next, next one. Yeah, it doesn't even ruffle your feathers when a seller, you know, says something rude. You know, it's funny when you told the story of you almost went back to a job, and it was the day, and you closed. I can't tell you how many times that happened to me in my business. It happened so many times. So I used to do this thing. I would put it in my calendar. And I, if there was ever a time, like I would get down to your breaking point where I would get so frustrated about something. And for me, it was because I was in California and it was very feast or famine. So it would, I would go like three months and not do a deal. But if I did a deal, these were flips. So they were bigger deals. But then I would go maybe three, four months, not have my next deal in the pipeline. And I, I'd start sweating by four months. Yeah. So there were times where I was so frustrated. I would write in my Google calendar, if I don't close a deal by this date, I quit. Like I would literally have that date and I go, okay, you've got three months. There was something about putting that date in there. It relieved me like, okay, you know, Lauren, if you gave it your all and you hit that date, you're allowed to quit. And then for some reason, my mind goes like, okay, well, I will, I'll prove you wrong. Like I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it happen. And that's partially how I went virtual. So I did that. I, I, it was a six month. I remember being like, if I do not do any more deals and I'm not happier, um, or feel more financially comfortable in this business, I quit. And so I said, okay, for the next six months, I'm going to come up with other ideas. I'm going to think of other things because California is really freaking hard. And why are my friends in Pittsburgh having not nearly as hard of a time getting deals as me in Southern California? Why is that? So for that six months, I just did some research. I just started calling people, asking them, how many deals do you do? How many, wait, like how many postcards do you have to mail? That was like when postcards were the thing. Like how many postcards do you have to mail? And then, and you do this many deals. Like, how is that possible? This is nothing like California. California is so much harder 
And that's why, and then I said, okay, I'm going to try going virtual. No one I knew was virtual. I didn't know anyone doing it, but I thought, well, my dad has rental properties in Ohio and I watched him growing up, you know, managing them. So I kind of picked pieces out of what he did, you know, and then I just kind of honestly made it work. I was like, I'm going to have to make this work somehow. And I did and lo and behold, here we are. So that's why I, I remember the, the time I wrote that in my calendar, that it was a six month period of I'm going to quit on this date if I don't feel more financially comfortable in this business and I'm just going to get a job. Yeah. And that's when I chose virtual. And then I obviously I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. Like I remember that date came and went and I was like, that's so funny. <laughs> like I can't believe I wrote that down. You know, like oh, I almost quit. You yeah. know, and I I have other things I do that with. So there might be an aspect of your business you don't like. And go ahead and write that in your calendar. Like if you, for example, like if you are just overdoing acquisitions. And you're like, you know, if I'm still like just miserable at the end of every day by this date, I just haven't learned to like acquisitions, then I'm going to hire... I quit acquisitions. I'm going to hire an acquisition manager instead. I'm going to scale that out. You know, do it for components of your business that you don't like. I do that all the time. Yeah. I think uh, scaling, which Keenan has taught me, is uh, very important. He said, Shane, it's all about making offers. If we make three offers, four offers, just verbally over the phone, you know, the numbers will prove itself and something will come um, come by. And then also when we started our first year your class, you know, and Keenan was like, this is what Lauren said. Do what Lauren said. Like, do that. And I, okay. Like, well, let's do yeah, it. We do not way. have to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. We have but- not reinvented one wheel. Everything, yeah, I'm not a wheel reinventor. <laughs> I, you know what, Keenan? Here's the thing: my most successful students, and you guys are up there as far as how time and total deals, hitting eighty grand in like four months of taking actions, pretty up there. The one thing in common is none of you guys reinvent the wheel. You just do what I say. That's it. It's yeah. not easy. Just do what I say in the course. <laughs> It's, but I think it's some people, they're analyzers, they're analytical and like they really want to pick apart things and because they question everything, you know? Analysis paralysis, right? So then listen to your, like some of your podcasts and getting ready to call a seller. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I got to do this estimate. I, I got to, um, you know, see the location. And I was like, man, I'm reading too much into this. Just call, just pick up the phone, you know? Nine um, times out ten, they don't even answer. And you yeah. spent 10 minutes comping it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Try to get the right numbers and they don't even pick it up. You're like, all right, we're not doing that no more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did all those same things. I used to pace my room back and forth and like, re- like rehearse what I was going to say to the seller. Like, yeah. you know, because I knew I was going to give them a low ball and like that would just, oh, I didn't like doing it. And so I would like pace and think about what I'm going to say. And then it's like, they didn't even pick up the phone. Like I just wasted 15 minutes. Yeah. 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 Just pick up the phone and just talk to them. You know, it's, be, it's very helpful to have a mentor and we are appreciative of you, Lauren, and thankful because I mean, our lives have changed dramatically. We've seen checks that were like never seen in our lives. <laughs> These chicks have been so big. <laughs> like, we're like, like, we will be millionaires <laughs> in the next year or two. Guarantee. That's, That's awesome. guarantee. It's just awesome. proven itself. So thank you. And we're just, we're super excited. Like this to me is not even worth anymore. Cause I'm like, man, I'm, 
I'm about to call somebody and trust me, they're going to hear my voice and I'm, hey, I'm going to close the contract like we did. Close one, two, two, two like today. We just got two today. today. Yep, just got the phone right now. Two locked up. It's a commercial property and a, and a house property. And Love then, it. And then the property that we're going to be um, buying for ourselves in Jacksonville already has a renter in it already. And basically, after we hold it for six months, we can get money out of the property. That's how low we got the property. And the thing is, the guy gave up the price. He just, he was like, here, I'm moving. I'm moving and I don't want to, it's too far from my renter or from my location. I like to be at least 10 minutes, 20 minutes from where I'm, I'm living or I'm working. So I'm going to let this go and I'm going to 1039 another one, 100,000. Oh, we'll take it. It's the matter of just how many we can do and we set our goal. You know, Keenan did the numbers, 539,000 by the end of this year. And that's a conservative number. That's a number that's like, hey, very conservative. You know? I love it. I would love to do a follow-up. So if you if you guys are well onto that goal, hit me up in like six months. We're going to do that goal. You have, to, you have to hit me up and we'll do like a follow-up. When you hit that goal, we'll do a follow-up podcast, have you guys on. I'm sure you'll have way more stories to tell. So if you guys want, how can people, you know, reach out if they want to ask you questions or talk Jacksonville, maybe do deals together? Where can they find you? Are, do you guys, uh, are you on Instagram or Facebook? Um, yes, we are on uh, Instagram. A Simple Property Buyers FL. Yep. So for awesome. Florida. You can email us at sales at simplepropertybuyers.com. You guys, uh, you know, want to ask them any questions, do maybe do some JV deals in Florida. If you guys have a deal, you guys could probably work them together. Be sure to email or reach out on Instagram. And guys, it was so good to have you. I really do appreciate getting an update. I love hearing that my program works. It helps me sleep at night. So I really did appreciate when Keenan sent me that text message on Thanksgiving, letting me know that you guys had closed some deals. It's always good to see that. Um, and if you guys that are listening are interested in a coaching program, check out www.virtualinvestingmastery.com uh, where I teach all things virtual wholesaling. If you guys are interested, apply there and somebody from Wholesaling Inc. will get back to you same day. All right, Shane and Keenan, I am so glad to have you. Thank you so much for coming today and we'll have to see you next time. Thank bye. you so much, Lauren. All right, bye. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.